Resilient Stories podcast, where we share the grit and glory behind the stories of amazing people like you who have bounced back from failure and adversity to go and live their best lives on purpose. Today's show is being sponsored by Million Dollar Business Pathway, where we believe everyone has a story to tell and to sell. If you want to learn how to tell and sell your story, go to tawatson.com under the programs and products page and click on Million Dollar Business Pathway to get yourself started. So folks, are you guys ready for another amazing show today? Joining me, I have the one and only Dr. L- Yolanda Jerry. How are you? I am doing wonderful, Dr. Watson. Thank you That's for having me. Well. So thank you very much for your service. I appreciate you big time. She said she did 20 years and five days. She rocks. She yeah. Right? <laughs> five days. That's all they got after that 20 years. <laughs> awesome. Hey, well, thank you very much for joining us today. So introduce our audience to you. I am Dr. Yolanda Jerry. I am the CEO and founder of YJ Empowerment Solutions, YJ Inspires, and also the co-founder of Bridging the Gap Transitional Age Youth Program. Furthermore, I am an author, I am an empowerment speaker, I'm an advocate, and I'm a survivor of domestic violence, sexual assault, and a mother who's a, who had a daughter that was bullied in middle school, so I advocate for youth as well. Yes, awesome. Wearing a lot of hats. So she wasn't just in the military, she's done a lot of things that can speak on a lot of topics. So Again, Dr. Yolanda Jerry, thanks for being with us today. If folks want to contact you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me via my website, IamYolandaJerry.com, or they can follow me on all social media with the handle YJ Empowers. Awesome. So you know you're pretty big time when you have the website, I am. Yes. Well, I don't know about all that now. I don't know about being big time, but hey, I make sure that they know I am the Yolanda Jerry. That's right. That's right. I love it. I love it. So Dr. Jerry, as you know, our our podcast centers on bringing amazing people like yourself on and having you kind of share, you know, some some of your your, your tough tough obstacles you face in your life and and walking us through so our audience can know how to bounce back from adversity they may be facing now or in the future, even things that they face in the past as well. So I'm going to get started with my first question. My first question is, what's been the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome personally or professionally? Um, I would say my biggest obstacle that I had to overcome on a personal level, but even it, it includes professionally too, um, is being a victim of domestic violence. Mm. Um, I was abused in my first marriage, um, and it was by the hands of another military member. So, wow. you know, not only having to overcome that personally, but again, professionally too, because I had other individuals that did not know, but once the story was out, it's like, how do these individuals see me now, knowing that I was in an abusive relationship, but I'm supposed to be the leader out leading the front, you know, with other people and my subordinates and everybody I'm connected to. Well, and that's pretty interesting because, uh, you know, unless a lot of folks out there have a military background, we don't necessarily know the the dynamics that play and, you know, come to play when it comes to the the military and, and you being a leader, and you're being subjected to domestic violence. Um, talk to us about some of the feelings and emotions that you had to go through, you know, dealing with that at home. And, and really, I appreciate your honesty and transparency around that as well. My mother was a domestic violence survivor as well. So I have a big heart for folks who went through those things. Um, what were some of the feelings and emotions you were dealing with having to juggle these two worlds? 
Um, I would say, uh, really, it, it took a toll on me emotionally um, because, again, I felt, you know, shame. You know, I had a lot of guilt. Um, I lost self confidence. Yeah. You know, um, having to deal with not knowing if I was still going to have people who were my friends, not my friends anymore. You know, I, you know, how would my family view me? Because again, I kept all of this. This was really a secret. I hid a lot of things, you know, when I was in, you know, in that abusive marriage. And so when it came out, it's just like, you know, it was like, okay, now everybody knows, you know? And, and so for me is, I, I, I felt like everybody viewed me differently Mm-hmm. Um, but truth be told, they actually saw me differently than what I saw myself. Mm-hmm. You know, they were really, um, hands-on wanting to help, you know? Um, so when I say emotionally, initially I went through that emotional roller coaster of a whole bunch of tears and crying and being upset and the depression and all those things, but realizing that there were some people who were willing to help me Absolutely. that really, really meant a lot. You know, um, it took me in a different direction. I mean, the, the journey I had to go through wasn't easy, though. Right. Absolutely. And, and again, my heart goes out to you for, for sharing this. Um, you know, I've had a number of people on the show who have um, dealt with issues around domestic violence, but many of them have been in kind of a boyfriend-girlfriend relationships. So in a marriage where you're tied to an individual, where you just can't, it's not, it's not that easy to, to leave, in, in particular been in the military and you're probably stationed somewhere that's away from home as well. Um, what was some of the coping mechanisms that you that you used to kind of deal with that? Because that, that that's a that's pretty tough. It is pretty tough. Um, I you know I come from a background where my family is really strong in faith. Um, so some of the things that I learned and I was taught by my dad and my grandmother, you know, uh, my great grandmother, you know, is one just to remember to always lean on God. You know, don't lean onto your own understanding. And so even when I was in those dark places. You know, I've always read the Bible, leaned onto the word. You know, sometimes I had to really, really just get in there and just start reading and, and just asking God, help me. You know, the biggest thing was like, guide me, help me. Lord, what do I need to do? Yeah. You know, and even, I mean, I even wanted to commit suicide at one point. Sure. Um, but again, God was like, no, you are a mother. Yeah. You know, so it was those things, you know, that are, you know, in the word of God, where I had to really, really hone down and say, you know what, my life matters, yeah. but more so my daughter's life matters. So it's like, I know I would, I, I had to figure out a plan. You know, I had to figure out how am I going to get out of this situation? And when am I going to really be fed up? And it got to that point to where I did get fed up, you know, wow. and I just had to step out on faith and say, I know he's going to make a way. What, what, what was the moment that um, brought you to a place where you just said no more? Um, the place that I got to when it was no more was when, um, I actually, it was two instances. One was when there was this, uh, Christmas ball, you know, the little Christmas ball, snowflake balls, they have the snowflakes in it. Mm-hmm. Well, I had that thrown at me, wow. you know, I had that thrown at me. And of course my ex-husband missed, you know, so that was one instance, but my daughter saw it and she started screaming at the top of her lungs. Um, so that was one wake up call. And then the other one was, again, I try to hide everything. I try to cover everything up. So I learned how to put on makeup, like literally right now I might have on makeup, but I was never a makeup wearer. So I learned, I was self-taught to learn how to put makeup on. So when I went to work one day, looking like this new person, somebody knew something was wrong and they reported me to my first sergeant. 
My first sergeant called me to his office. And as a non-commissioned officer, when you go to the first sergeant's office, two things are going to happen. Either you're going in there to be celebrated or you're going in there because you're in trouble, right? right? And so for me, I'm like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. So maybe he has something he wants me to do, or maybe it's something that I've accomplished. But when I got to that office, the first sergeant was like, Yolanda, what the hell is going on? And all I could do was cry. You know, all I could do was cry. And he was like, you don't have to tell me. He said, take this. It was like a towel cloth. I can't remember. And he said, now wipe your face. And so I had to uncover all of that. And doing that, that was a, that was very painful for me. Very, very painful for me. So that was a defining moment between those two things. That was a defining moment. It's like, okay, it's out now. Now I need to figure out what I need to do more moving forward. Yeah, well, that's, that's pretty amazing. You know, so as you were going through this, did you have any mentors or guides that you could turn to for help? I know you're keeping it a secret from your family. Were you doing it with friends I, as well? Or? I had many mentors that I could have confided in. I could have went to, but I didn't. Be, again, because I was scared. I was uh, you know, afraid of what they would see me as or how they would treat me, mm-hmm. you know, but my first sergeant was the first person to really give me that hand and say, we're going to get this taken care of. He took me to the emergency room. I got treatment, mm-hmm. took me to family advocacy to get seen with counselors, you know, and all those different things. During Christmas, they took care of me. The first sergeant's association took care of helping me with my daughter. You know, once I actually made that exit. And then I also have a friend, you know, when I did make that, that move, yeah. I picked up the phone and I called one particular lady. Wow. I won't say her name. But she is the one that told me you and your daughter can stay as long as you need to. When she told me that, I knew that I had, I couldn't look back. Now, had that woman told me, no, I can't help you, I probably would still be in that abusive marriage right now. Wow. Wow. So, you know, folks out there, you know, have an open eye, open ear for folks who you can't help out there who may be going through situations. So, you know, on on your darkest days, man, what kept you fighting? What kept you going? What kept you motivated to say, you know what, this is not going to be it for me? What kept you going? My daughter. God gave me a blessing. Even in the midst of my marriage, my daughter came from my abusive husband at the time, but she still was my blessing. I was like, I don't need her to grow up thinking that this is what love looks like. I don't need her to think that this is what a relationship should look like. So for me, I had to ensure that I poured love into her, but she was my blessing in disguise. She's the reason why I still go hard today Mm -hmm. in everything that I do to make sure that she has a great life. Mm-hmm. So, kudos to her for being that blessing to you as well um how would you say the whole ordeal shaped you as a person um i would say that my past doesn't define who i am but is a part of who i am absolutely you know um i believe that my story by me talking like you know like i tell other people my story or your story is not it's not for us to keep it's for us to share because somebody could be going through that hell right now mm-hmm. and whatever you use to get out of that hell, then they could probably grab on something that you shared to be able to help them go through their healing journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and very well said. Um, so this question right here doesn't pertain to the domestic violence itself. It pertains more so to you leaving the situation and going, becoming who you are today, though. As you look back on your journey, uh, would you do anything differently? Um, no. I, w- I wouldn't do anything different. Powerful. Now, I want, I want my folks to listen out there because that, that's a question I ask all my guests. And each of them have said no. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, no I wouldn't do anything different um, because I know what I was doing was right. 
you know, when I was in my marriage, I'm not the one that was doing the wrong. I was not the one that was doing the abuse. So I wouldn't do anything different at all. And even in the steps taken, you know, along my healing journey, I, I embrace it all. You know, my scars are my battle scars, but it's a reminder of where I've been. So no, I wouldn't change anything because-